Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. So Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson said he had no hatred towards the Jewish community and issued two separate statements of apology with, quote, a promise to do better, unquote, after posting on social media yesterday an anti-Semitic message that he says attributed to Adolf Hitler and admiration for Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Here's what Deshaun had to say. I've been getting a lot of backlash and, uh, you know, feedback from an Instagram post that I put on my uh, my Instagram story. I just want to... You know, first off, extend an apology on the behalf of me and uh, what I stand for because, you know, I, I'm one that's fair and I, I never want to put any race down or any people down. And, uh, you know, my post was definitely not intended for any anybody of any race to feel any type of way, especially the Jewish community. Um, when I posted what I posted, I, I definitely um, didn't mean it to the extent that you guys took it. And I, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm, you know, very apologetic. And I just want you guys to understand that it, it never was intended to be, you know, to put any race down or any religion down. The Philadelphia Eagles released a statement quoting them, regardless of his intentions, the message he shared were offensive, harmful, and absolutely appalling. They have no place in our society and are not condoned or supported in any way by the organization. Well, it's a conversation we've been having here on ESPN New York tonight. It's about Patrick Mahomes, who said he had two goals for his new contract when extension talks began with Kansas City earlier this summer. He wanted long-term security. He got it by signing a 10-year extension that could pay him up to $503 million and is the richest valued contract in American professional sports. Plus, he also wanted to leave KC enough financial flexibility to build a strong team around him. Well, Mahomes said today he's confident he attained both. Our Jeff Darlington agreed when he appeared on SportsCenter. Well, just from the conversations that I'm having, it's one of those deals where, yes, it's eye-popping. It catches your attention because of the magnitude. But there's not one person that I've talked to that said anything remotely like, man, that feels like a lot of money for Patrick Mahomes, right? This feels right. And the one thing that we need to understand about this deal is the way it's structured in terms of length actually allows the team to plan. They can make moves on the side. They can start to build their roster knowing exactly exactly who uh, and what Patrick Mahomes will cost them in terms of long-term planning. And I think that uh, Brett Veach, the team's general manager, put it best. He said, we're going to continue to do everything we can to surround him with talent and this deal provides us more flexibility to do that. I know you might not think that way when you see that monster number, but it truly does allow the Chiefs to continue to proceed with the potential dynasty on the horizon. Well, since we're on the topic of rewarding young quarterbacks... Our Bill Barnwell joined DCR this morning in the DPHO Canteen Rothenberg, 10 to 1, Monday through Friday on 98.7 ESPN. And many are still unsure about Sam Darnold. Injuries, production, inconsistent play. So the boys asked Barnwell, is the quarterback whisperer Adam Gase saying the right things in Darnold's ear? I think it's still up in the air. I don't think he's obviously a problem, but I think you can make a case that that sort of story that Adam Gase is, you know, a, a quarterback whisperer or a genius or a really great offensive mind. You know, we're really looking at that, you know, six years in the rearview mirror, and he has not been that guy without Peyton Manning and that Colts offense. All right. So could year three be do or die for Darnold? There are moments where Sam Darnold looks awesome. He looks like he is a absolute, you know, prototypical franchise quarterback. It just doesn't happen all that frequently. And some of that's pressure. Some of that is injuries. But even when he doesn't have pressure, even when he doesn't have injuries, he's still someone who does make a lot of mistakes. And, and those guys, you know, sometimes they get better. Sometimes they don't. And if you're the Jets, 
and you're sitting here after three years and you have a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy for an extended period of time, who hasn't elevated your roster, if you have another top five pick, um, I, I think you would at least consider drafting a quarterback. Hmm. So what happens if he's injured this season or doesn't play well? What do you do? Oh, boy, Joe McDonald's got some some tough things to deal with, doesn't he? Interesting article written by Kevin Siefert on ESPN.com where NFL Players Association President J.C. Treader escalated a disagreement today with the NFL over the terms of training camp and the preseason amid the coronavirus pandemic. Now, he wrote in the blog post that the league is, quote, unwilling to prioritize player safety and believes that the virus will bend to football. End of quote. The NFL solidified plans last week to cut the 2020 preseason in half from four games to two games and create a 23-day acclimation period in training camp to account for the likelihood that players will report to training camp less prepared for football after an entirely virtual offseason program. The NFLPA objected privately to that plan, which the NFL has not announced publicly, and its board of player reps voted last week to endorse a plan with no preseason games. So with that in mind, former Pittsburgh Steeler Jerome Bettis appeared on the Michael K. Show this afternoon, and the bus was asked how he would feel if he had to play this season. I would be nervous. I would want to play. I love the game, and when I was playing, that's all I wanted to do was play. But you're definitely nervous because one thing you do understand is that this pandemic is real and people are dying. So I'd have a lot of pause, but I would still want to play. Now... With that in mind, despite the rise of positive cases of COVID-19 in Florida, Baltimore QB Lamar Jackson's third annual Fun Day with LJ event will still be held Saturday and Sunday in his hometown of Pompano Beach. Now, this is according to a flyer shared on his Instagram page yesterday. Social gatherings in groups of more than 10 people is currently not allowed in Pompano Beach. According to the city's website, the flyer, which says, come have some fun in the sun, advertises flag football and water slides, among other activities. It also says adults must wear face masks and a waiver must be signed for children to participate. I think he should cancel. Moving to the NBA, Torian Prince and Spencer Dinwiddie are the latest players to opt out of going to Orlando to compete in the playoffs after positive corona test. He joins Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler, and Nick Claxton. So the question is, who are the Nets going to be putting on the floor? They'll be without their two top scorers in Kyrie and Dinwiddie. Chris LeVert will have an opportunity to shine in Orlando. And the closer we get to season resuming, the tougher it has to be for Net fans to figure out is this a really wasted season? Because obviously had KD and Kyrie been healthy with this long layoff, they'd be one of the most dangerous seven seeds we've seen in the history of the league. Speaking of people who aren't going to participate, Bradley Beal is out for the remainder of the season with a right rotator cuff injury. According to the Wizards, they say he did everything possible to be ready to play, but after closely monitoring his individual workouts, we came to the conclusion that it was best for him to set out the upcoming games in Orlando and avoid risk of further injury. This according to Wizards GM Tommy Shepard. Beal, averaging 30.5 points per game, along with a career-high 6.1 assists. Isn't he going to the Nets? I heard some rumors about that. And lastly, Louisville has temporarily suspended all men's basketball voluntary activities for two weeks after two members of the program tested positive for the COVID-19 virus, the school announced today. That's top stories for today. Thank you, Mr. T. Joel, who I mistakenly said, uh, mistakenly said Nikki, but Joel is in and Kyrie. So Mr. T, Joel and Kyrie, thank you very much.